welcome to the latest edition of the Resonant Saga newsletter. This one I'm calling Two Truths and a Lie, The Life of a Fruit Slinger. Um, so, let's get into it. You could say that my life is an advanced strategy for winning at two truths and a lie, which, if you don't remember, or you didn't have a high school education like mine, is the game where you uh, say three things about yourself and and the other people have to guess which one is a lie and which one are true, and of course you try to make it surprising and whatever. So I obviously think I have some surprising things, because I've ended up doing a lot of things that sound like total lies in my life, and not doing some pretty normal, everybody does this kind of things, like owning cars. So writing fantasy novels is obviously one of them, but probably seems kind of normal. If you're in my world, it's starting to seem normal to me now. Um, the other one that people really get hung up on is supplementing my income by selling fruit. And I swear my readers are as interested in that as they are in the books that I write. So I thought instead of talking about my books some more, I'd talk about my strange fruit selling life. And two truths and a lie seems like just the right way to do it. So here's the first one. Gotta guess which one's a lie. Number one, fruit makes more money than my novels. Two, my dad grows everything we sell on our family farm. And three, I buy thousands of pounds at a go. So if you guessed number one, that one is actually true. Much as I wish that the Resonance Saga paid the bills, my book sales just aren't there yet. So that's why every summer I leave my family, my friends, drive up to North Dakota to sell cherries and peaches. I've been doing this for eight years now, which happens to be, or doesn't happen to be, when I started writing novels, because the hope was selling fruit would make me enough that I could focus on writing in the off-season. And it's kind of panned out. Um, number two, my dad grows everything we sell on our family farm. This one, if you guessed it, is the fib, but it's just barely not true. My family does have a farm. My dad does grow things there. He just grows vegetables because North Dakota is too cold for fruit. Um, so we grow tomatoes, sweet corn, potatoes, squash, onions, that kind of thing. And the first year after grad school, that is what I was selling to try to make money. And it was kind of a rough go. So because we can actually sell fruit there, that's why I have a business because I can bring fruit into people and they just cannot get good stuff in North Dakota. So that leaves us with number three. I buy thousands of pounds at a time. I don't just get a couple hundred pounds of cherries when I go to the orchard. It's a thousand miles there, a thousand miles back. So I get the kind of quantity that keeps me up at night, sweating, thinking about the fact that I personally own many tons of highly perishable fruit that I can in no way eat by myself or do anything with. Um, yeah, <laughs> the first few years were rough, just knowing that and you know worrying that it's going to go bad. If people don't show up, if my truck breaks down on the side of the road, if the cooler stops working, and all that fruit gets hot and soft or moldy or whatever, uh, that was some serious stress for a long time. It's not as bad now as it was. So, number two was the lie. We do not grow the fruit, I just buy it and sell it. Round number two. Number one, my summers are one long string of hotel lobbies. Number two, I sell tons of cherries, but I don't actually like them. And number three, I literally know two other people in the country that do this, and one of them is my younger brother. Okay, I can hear you saying, one's obviously part of the gig, the hotels. So much as that has to suck, too? You couldn't sell a thing that you don't like, right? Wrong. The first half of the summer is all cherries all day, 
And I sell these big, beautiful, juicy, fresh-from-the-orchard, flavorful cherries to customers who sometimes will actually, like, do a little dance because it tastes so good. And me? Mm, yeah. I eat a couple a day, sometimes not even all of the cherry, just to make sure it's good. I'm pretty indifferent to a cherry, which is really sad because I could, like... I mean, it's a free-for-all. I will not notice a difference in my profits if I stuff myself every day with cherries. I just don't want to. Peaches, on the other hand, we're into peach season now. Peaches I would die for. Peaches, I gotta struggle all day long to not eat the ones that I've ripened to use as samples because I need them in my belly. So, number three. Um, I literally know two other people that do this. That one is also true. I know my brother, who I got started on this gig a couple years after me, and there's a strange old man named Laverne Boyko who sells fruit in the eastern part of North Dakota um, from a van that he has that has like a refrigeration unit strapped to it, and that's it. So this is a weird gig, and uh, nobody does it, <laughs> except for yours truly and my brother. So the lie in this one was number one, the hotels. In my early days of fruit selling, I didn't do hotels because I was barely making any money and hotels would eat up what I had. So I slept in my pickup and I would shower at friends' houses or whatever. Things have gotten better on all fronts. I make enough money now that I could stay in hotels, but uh, when I switched to a box truck, I bought a little teardrop camper to pull behind it and I lived in there for three years and that was cool. Now I've got a semi, and it's got a sleeper cab, there's bunk beds, there's cabinets for my clothes, it's got power... It's got heat and AC. It's super nice. So I don't know if I've spent a night at a hotel in the last two years. I just, you know, my semi is my home in the summertime anyway. Right now, uh, as I record this, I'm sitting in my semi-trailer because the truck's in the shop uh, in Billings, Montana. And I got my little bed, and I got my books, and I got my computer, obviously, because I'm recording this to you. And I could go get a hotel, but honestly, I'd rather just hang out here with my giant door open so I can get the fresh breeze, and I just kind of like my space. Or, you know, maybe there's a little bit of the uh, Ayugan beggar in me. Maybe I got a little bit of tie in me. So in the actual newsletter, there's a picture of my little setup in here, but you'll just have to imagine it. It's a long uh, metal trailer. I got some pallets stacked up in the front. You can see the sun shining in through the open back. And I got my bed, my pillows laid out there. I got some books and some snacks. It's actually really nice. Okay, so I got one more for you. Number one, I drive an average of 244 miles every day for three months. Number two, my days are 12 hours long or longer. And number three, I sell direct to customers, never to stores. And I'm actually going to let you guess on this one. Uh, so hit me back with an email or a text or whatever if you've got an idea. Now that I've written it, I feel like actually my fruit life isn't as interesting as people think that it is. So hopefully this hasn't been disappointing. But I made one more uh, that's kind of like my extended life before fruit just because uh, I feel like I was more interesting back then. <laughs> now I just write books and have kids. Maybe you can identify. So here's one more. Number one. I circled the globe twice aboard a 60-year-old cruise ship. Number two, I once stayed awake for three days and nights straight without caffeine or any kind of help. I was just awake. And number three, I lived in Uganda for three years, working at an orphanage for street children. So two of those are true. Uh, if you can guess which one is the lie on that one and the one before it, 
I'll send you my books. I'll send you all four of them, ebooks, uh, for free. So if you got a guess, hit me up with an email. Um, that offer stands for the next couple weeks or whatever till I send out the next podcast. So yeah, that's me. I'm a fantasy author who sells fruit and has cobbled together life because I just can't imagine it without writing. And I'm not making a living from this thing yet, but I'm going to. And when I do, yeah, I probably will stop selling fruit. <laughs> I would rather be writing writing books. Hopefully you'd rather be reading them too. Speaking of which, my uh, novella Assassin's Tribute is part of a giveaway this month with some other really good looking books in there. Uh, so there's a link to that in the liner notes. That runs till the end of August, so you're listening to this later. You've missed out, but I probably have something else, so you can always uh, email me and see what's going on. If you haven't read the Resonance Saga, I'll have links to all those in there. That is how you save me from this strange fruit thing that I do. Uh, there's four books out at the time of recording this. Beggar's Rebellion, Popper's Empire, Apostate's Pilgrimage, and Acolyte's Underworld. I obviously like my long book titles. And with that, it's getting kind of hot in here. This is a purely metal trailer. Um, and it's like going to be 90-something in Billings today. So I think I'm going to turn off the recorder and either turn on my cooler, which is going to be... I mean, this thing is powerful, so it's going to get real cold real fast. Or I need to find somewhere with air conditioning to hole up, which is not easy during the pandemic. Hopefully this was interesting. I hope you're also gainfully employed in these strange times. And uh, find a little time to read good books. Makes it all worth it. Take care, friends. Until next time. Until next time.